I'm putting it in the script. Josh, cookies. <laughs> Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Interrogang Podcast, your weekly shot of typography news and notes, where we'll share with you some new type releases and what got us thinking this week in the world of type, design, and creativity. The Interrogang Podcast is an extension of Proof & Co., a website dedicated to the ever-changing landscape of independent typography and bridging the gap between type designers and type consumers through insightful content and research. I'm your host, Joshua Dick, along with Interrogang co-host, the incredibly talented and committed type enthusiast, and the best man at my wedding, Kyle Reed. How you doing, Kyle? Hi, Josh. Doing great. It's nice to see you. Episode one, you excited? Very excited. Yeah, I'm really excited to hello see what world. this goes. <laughs> hello, world. I should have I started with hello, world. Sorry, everybody. The Interrogang podcast is committed to asking lots of questions about things we are curious about, but we are certainly not the authority on the topics discussed here. We hope to serve as conversation starters, and hopefully we'll pique your interest in ways that get you thinking about new things in exciting ways, or old things in deeper ways. We will be referring to the Proof & Co. weekly newsletter in this episode, which you can subscribe to at proofco.xyz, which you can use as a visual reference. Here we go, here we are in week 11, 2021. Week 11, 2021. It feels good. Hi, everybody. I'm Kyle, and here are some of the releases from this week. So there are some pretty fascinating indie releases this week. I wanted to highlight two pairs of, of releases specifically. Two monos and two display serifs. Let's go. Matter Mono from Display and White Mono from Dynamo Type Foundry are first up. So both of these typefaces are monospaced extensions of already released families, something we've seen a lot of this year already. Uh, a lot of monospace releases, a lot of extensions of families. So this kind of hits on both fronts. There's a lot of evolution going on these days. There is. Yeah, yeah. I think this 2021 is uh, not only the year of... Uh, progress progressing away from the crazy of 2020 that everybody had but um it seems to be you know extended to typeface development as well um so matter mono is built as a uh, a grotesque typeface with a subtle warm touch i don't really know how accurate that warm thing is but well you know that's up for you to decide it's only eyes of the beholder <laughs> that's right while white mono features some deep ink traps that make the face really stand out. So if you're looking for a monospace, there are plenty out there, but these two specifically released this week uh, give you a pretty good range of expression. And for the serifs, we've got Chiaroscuro from M-Type Foundry and Pike from the Northern Block. Um, M-Type's Chiaroscuro is a fashionable high-contrast display family of 14 fonts, Designed with sharp terminals and serifs that flare, point, and slice, it's mainly designed for headline settings, which is great. Um, I think it's a real, real stunner. It's there's some fascinating things going on in the type design side of things, uh, and it makes for a really unique presentation at the larger high contrast sizes. And Pike, 
uh, from the Northern Bloc looks to take a stab at classic book setting typefaces of yore, beginning or sorry, being inspired by Bodoni esque features, but injecting a couple of modern touches of its own. Um, I think this is an innovative touch on the Bodoni horizontal stress model. There are definitely a few things that uh, can bring a smile to your face and a little bit of delight. So there you have it. Two pairs, which is not a great poker hand, but we'll see what we get next week. <laughs> we'll save the royal flush. What about you, Josh? Yeah, <laughs> save the royal flush. So I was going to... Uh, I was planning to discuss another uh, release that you highlighted in the weekly newsletter, uh, Azo Super or Azo Super. Not quite sure which from our typography which uh, is a, a cool, heavy typeface that they just released. And, and I would have talked about it, but as I was going through the weekly, I, I stumbled upon something else I wanted to mention, that every typography website I clicked on, understandably had a bit, as I first went on, asking if I accept cookies. Mm-hmm. But typography websites make accepting cookies one of the most cute and fun activities. <laughs> It is not just a simple questionnaire at the bottom where you just hit the X and you don't really know what you did. Right. They, there are one of the websites offered me a fortune cookie when it asked if I want to accept cookies. <laughs> Somehow, these presentations are they are in the same design as the website, or sometimes in the typeface that is presented. There is so much work put mm-hmm. into these websites to just have people accept their cookies or not. And I assume this isn't typography specific. I assume this is any website from any anyone who's really into design is going to make this a cute and fun Web experience. Web design in general, yeah. But I have to imagine that it's more work than it's worth <laughs> to put in all this time and effort just to, just to make people have some fun accepting cookies, which that was a weird sentence. I felt weird saying... <laughs> Yeah, that that's all these true. people are putting in time and effort to have me accept their cookies. <laughs> we got to prioritize, man. <laughs> Things you didn't think you would ever say. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. I think a lot of websites, uh, especially in type, because, uh, well, I think they take advantage of this cookies thing because it's an like, obscure place to show off their fonts. It's just another opportunity. And yeah, you're right. Some type websites do a fantastic job. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. More power to them. Hey, when, when presented with a government mandate to do something on the internet, you might as well have fun with it. That's right. <laughs> if anyone's listening to this from the government, we're having fun. <laughs> uh, no, Nova Type Foundry put out a new website this week. That is also in the weekly newsletter. Um, and I haven't checked their cookie presentation, but um, <laughs> I think it was worth mentioning that, yeah, I think, uh, whenever uh, Type Foundry will update their website, like Nova Type Foundry did this week, uh, I think you you don't leave any opportunity on the table to make anything a specimen. Especially in 2021, anything can be a specimen, which is pretty cool. Okay, I just I just fact checked this, and Nova Type Foundry, you're on blast. Your cookie presentation is just a, a simple. <laughs> text box that pops up it does use the cookie emoji so yeah points Kudos there for emojis uh, but you got you got some competition where the cookie questionnaire is swooping in from the right or the left or it's in animated. a geometric shape 
or animated. So if anyone from Nova Type Foundry is listening, you know, sure, release your your yeah. typefaces. But you got some work to do. You're on, on blast. The, That's funny. <laughs> on the accepting cookies part of your privacy policy. Yeah. Okay, Kyle. Here we are in episode one. Mm-hmm. I got a big old discussion topic for you. Something that is not easily answerable. Our favorite kinds of topics, yeah. Controversial. A good, big old, hefty, juicy discussion here. Uh, and I admit it is not type specific, but it, it definitely will relate back to the process of designing type. Uh, it's about success and how we define success when we're, we're creating, we're in a creative field. Mm-hmm. And the question that I, I pose is when it comes to being successful, whatever, however you define success, there are infinite numbers of ways to define success. In a creative endeavor we're talking about, right? Yes, in a creative endeavor, what percentage of you getting to that success can be attributed to hard work and what percentage can be attributed to luck. Mm. So we're on a slider, hard work on one side, luck on the other. That's right. So I present to you a slider where on one side you're saying it's 100% hard work. On the other side, you're saying it's 100% luck and anywhere in between. So Kyle, where would you put your slider? When it comes to success, this is a really good question. Um, I think when it comes to success, personally, this is going to be a very personal answer. Uh, I, I can't really speak for anybody else. but um, Absolutely. Couldn't be any other way. I would err on the side of it being more hard work than it is luck. To me, I would put my position on that slider about, I don't know, 70, 72% of hard work and the rest uh, luck. I, I agree it does take both. It's kind of insane to say 100% one or the other. Uh, yeah, I'm more towards hard work, for sure. So I'm going to, for my personal answer, I'm putting it at 79% luck, 21% mm. hard work. We certainly are. And again, with a, with a strong caveat that we're saying it is both. They, they work in tandem. You, you can't have one without the other. So you think but, it's more luck than uh, it's hard work, success? I think, well, let me, let me start by saying this. Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm coming from a performing arts background. I think mm-hmm. we, have, we, have some, we have some big caveats here for anyone who's thinking about this for themselves. The biggest one is we all define success differently. Of course. Yes. If your goal when you're designing a, a new typeface putting together a drawing, a painting, doing a performance, if your simple goal is output, I just want to do this. If people watch, if people see, doesn't matter, I just want to do this, then that's a different argument than if you want to make your fortune or if you want fame or if you want as many people to see you. A measurable metric of success. So that's that's caveat number one. Number one, I think... It also matters the creative field. We're we're putting this broad umbrella over creativity and creation. But if I'm talking about just a 
film actor, I probably would put this slider at 99% luck. You just have to look a certain way and you could make it big. <laughs> but that's not the case for sure. That's not the case for everybody. That's not the case. So these are, this is obviously not a uh, universal. There is no correct answer here. Uh, but you mentioned, you said something that, that sparked my, my thoughts there. The hardest thing I think in, in creative pursuits is that there are very few, if any, measurables. If you're an athlete, you have your statistics to back you up. You have your number of home runs, your shooting percentage to point to and say, that's if I'm that's how I can tell you I'm successful or not. But you don't have that in a lot of creative fields, and even the things you could measure, the number of typefaces that your foundry has put out, the amount of money you earn, those don't correlate with success the same way that they might elsewhere. Uh, it's such a subjective field. You could make what is the best thing you've ever made and is really, you put a lot of work into and you uh, meticulous, every millimeter is thought of and accounted for and just don't go anywhere because it's such a subjective field. Mm -hmm. So talk about your, your 72% hard work. What's your, what's your, give me some reasons. Convince me. Yeah. Why am I on, on that side? <laughs> Change my Change mind. Change my mind. Um, well, personally, I think hard work plays a lot into success, a lot more than luck does. But uh, yeah, I guess that there is a psych psychological or I guess philosophical uh, point to be made at the core of this, uh, this stance of mine. <laughs> um, that control is a, a big deal and uh, some people can harness it and some people really can't. And um, I kind of want there to be this part of me that, that says uh, I'm in control. So hard work is a more appealing option for that reason. Number two, uh, I guess you can't really rely on luck. Hard work is a reliable source of momentum. So uh, yeah, I think, isn't it kind of crazy to say we're all just dealing with random things that happen to us? Like to me, uh, the, the hard work bit, um, that it's, a, it's a reliable thing that you can act upon to, to make success happen. Yeah. So what's your defense of luck? What, why are you so hard on uh, everybody getting lucky all the time? in order for success to happen. Well, see, see again, this, I, I want to make this clear. I'm not saying like we all should just wait for luck. I'm not yeah. saying this is, I'm not, I'm not prescribing strategy. I'm just saying this is how I think, unfortunately, it goes. If you were to work your ass off on a, a project or many projects, you work on this mm -hmm. one and no one bites. You work on, so you move on to this one and your idea is I'm just going to keep working. I'm going to keep working. I'm keep working. There's a chance that just nothing ever gets picked up. You, you, to get your hard work to push to the next level requires at least a little bit of luck. If, however, you don't put any hard work in, you put in five minutes half fast, you put something on a piece of paper, you, don't learn your lines, but you go to the right person at the right time and present it, that person could take you mm -hmm. where you need to go. And so my putting luck as a higher percentage of what goes into creating success is just the idea that 
you can find success with luck, but you require a little bit of luck to get there with hard work. One without the other, yeah. Uh, Another reason why I'm on the hard work side is that uh, (laughs) if we all just relied on luck in order to achieve success, we would all have the same kind of success in the end. Hard work allows you to put a personal spin on what kind of success you have. Anybody can capitalize on the lucky opportunities that they're given, even if you know if they're given a, a lot or a, a little. But what you do with those opportunities that luck presents you from there on out, that's hard work. And that is a, a big differentiator in how close you get to There's a, a personal spin aspect to it. Well, I think that's what's hard. I think that's what's hard. So that's a that's a great point, Kyle, because creative endeavors right. aren't linear. Yes, exactly. I you, think that's they aren't word. climbing a ladder mm-hmm. the the way that if you're it's a working rat's for a company, nest of progress. <laughs> that's right. You go up, you go down, you go sideways, you fall on your you can have a week where everything works and then it's gone. You spend right. a year on this project and it may go somewhere, but when you start on your next project, you are starting back at zero. And that's just the nature of the job. Every new project starts over. And mm-hmm. so, yes, you are relying on, you're relying on needing luck repeatedly. And that's why I refer to it as it's all probabilities, right? You, you set yourself up for a greater chance over and over and over. If you have a chance of success for every project and that chance is 80%, then that's over time something's going to work. But if that chance is at 2%, you may never get there. Well, let's talk for a minute about how this relates to typography. Because I do think that there is a, a little like bit of a, a different shift in the world of type, just because the context and the process is super different. Um, I guess more specific than just any other creative endeavor. I think that the, I mean, yeah, there are different answers to this question for all the different creative fields, but as it relates to typography, there are, I think, four points I want to make about this. The amount of labor involved in creating a typeface, a good, high-quality typeface uh, that people are putting out these days, it's huge. There is so much work to be done on a typeface that to be able to rely on luck in order to get it done is not a good strategy. <laughs> You're not going to make it happen. Uh, so l- luck is hard to come by in the process of creating typography. It's one of those arts and crafts where, is it an art or a craft? Ooh, future idea for future Writing show. it down. Uh, <laughs> it, the amount of, like the, the process of creating typography is one where you have to show up every day. You have to show up and do each piece of the puzzle. Luck isn't really going to accelerate you very fast. And number two, it's a global world that we're living in. Uh, this world of typography. It's a digital marketplace. It's uh, everybody's in the same one. Um, your customers are everywhere. So you aren't exactly going to be able to sell more type by just hoping you make some sales. It's, uh, it's too big of a space to rely on luck to be helpful in selling typefaces. Um, so you got to work really hard to get your stuff out there. This is another reason why I think the slider would be more on the hard work side, especially for in type. Uh, number three, we are f- always fighting the algorithms. The way the world is set up right now, 
the algorithms are out to get us. They work against us. They are not pro-human. <laughs> They're kind of selfish. Um, the only way to survive in a marketing world like the digital social media sphere that we've got is with lots of hard work. Again, it's the process of showing up and, and putting it out there. Um, and number four, luck is definitely present in type. And this is probably where I, I make my case for how luck is essential in typography. You can get super lucky. And I think major type careers have been made on that. But luck is uh, like, you don't know who is going to pick up your type, who's going to buy it, where they're going to use it, why they're going to use it, how widespread that usage is going to go. You could see it in brands. You could see it in publications. You could see it in TV commercials. I mean, you could see it, uh, you know, just at your local restaurant. You have no idea. Well, and and boy, isn't that isn't that part of what makes this conversation hard too? We were talking about control earlier. <laughs> with yes, with any art that you're putting out into the world, at some point you lose control over it. No matter how much you want control, you have yeah. to hand it over at some point. That's true. So I think if you're defining success in the type world as uh, as on the type designer side of creating a typeface for sale and selling it, then yes, loads of hard work. And that's kind of the only vehicle you have to get there. But if you're defining success, uh, perhaps from the type enthusiast or the type buyer's perspective, it's super luck-based. You, It's random. You have no idea who is going to buy it, where it's going to go. So it is a, a real balance, the yin and yang. Now, I do want to say we did once upon a time pose this as a mm -hmm. poll on Twitter way back in the year 2019. Kyle, do you even remember 2019? a long time ago. Feels like a long time ago. Yeah, it feels mythical. <laughs> I think we've been lied the to. The before times. But assuming 2019 did actually occur, we got some good response to this poll and limited by Twitter, we couldn't actually do a slider, so we presented it as how close do your personal beliefs line up with 99% luck or 67% luck or 67% hard work or 99% hard work. Mm -hmm. And we got 52% who were on the 67% hard work, 33% luck, which closely aligns with Kyle here. Boom, I win. Great. Yeah, there's no winning here. That's... <laughs> <laughs> that is a pretty good answer. Uh, second was 67% luck, 33% hard work. So, What was the percentage of people that, that chose that answer? That was 26%. And I do think it's worth noting that a 4% said 99% luck, 1% hard work. Yeah, I'm curious what they have to say. And I really do think we should listen to those people. <laughs> I think they've got some good stories. I bet they do have some good stories. You're right. I really do think any answer other than 100% in either direction. Pretty fascinating. Is a worthwhile, is a worthwhile dis discussion starter. I would like to hear, we all have our experiences and we all got to where we got to in different ways and we all feel mm -hmm. a certain way about that. Some are more bitter than others. <laughs> oh, you want to do the outro? Let's do it. That's it for this week's Interrogang. A special thanks to Andrew Spheris, our editor and all things tech master. Original music featured throughout this episode was composed by Andrew Spheris as well. If you want to receive more type news and notes, head to our website at proofco.xyz. 
or subscribe to the weekly newsletter, or follow us on Twitter at proof underscore and underscore co, or email us at hello at proofco.xyz. We'd love to hear from you about your thoughts on what we discussed this week, or if you wish you actually got cookies whenever you accepted cookies, or if you have any questions or curiosities that we can discuss in the future. As always, thanks for being a part of the Interrogang. We'll see you next week. Well done, Josh. Very well done. Kyle, it's on you. You invited me to do this podcast. You know what? That's true. I have no one else to blame had, but myself. <laughs> you could have chosen anyone. There are literally seven and a half billion other people I could have picked to do this. <laughs>